Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Howdy folks, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Nerdstalgic with me, your host, Luke. Hope you're doing well, hope you're all good. Today I've got a really, to us, I think is a really excited topic that's going to last me hopefully all year, maybe into next year, depending on how long it takes me to get through all this. Um, but if you've looked at the title, bit of spoilers, but if you've jumped straight in, you know, I'll let you know right now what we're going to do. So, basically... This topic I've been planning out and thinking for ages, and I know this is a weird thing to start on, but it's the one that I have. And if this if it's successful, then I'm looking to do more. But bit of a side story, bit of a side quest. Um, growing up, being somebody who didn't have any pocket money, and their parents, you know, if you were lucky, you'd only get one game every two to three months. I've spoke about this prior before in uh, prior episodes. Um, but it was very rare that I'd get a game. And when I did get a game, it would always be like, well, I want to get one that's got a bit of substance. Now, in hindsight, me being me and being a lover of video games and being in the know of games, I know what games are worth buying and what are not worth buying and how long they are and what you get out of them and X, Y, and Z. The issue being is when I was a young bean, when I was a younger bean, you know, a really small sort of petite bean, shall we say, because I'm still a young bean now. Um, but when I was a youngin, I didn't know all that knowledge, you know, so I would mostly just pick games that I feel like would be quote unquote safe. That would be, you know, I know that I would enjoy, even if, you know, potentially if they weren't long or short, um, that I would get some enjoyment out of them. And nine times out of ten, I would always choose a movie tie-in game. Um, I know we, we joke about and we make fun of movie tie-in games and we say, oh, um, they're short, they're silly, they're simple, they're rushed. And that is fair comments. You know, you could say whatever you want about movie tie-in games. More than likely, you'll be correct because they, they were. You know, if you had, for example, uh, the mo the video game that I'm going to be talking about today, the Kung Fu Panda game, um, take away what I'm going to say about it in a minute and we're just going to put it into the context of how video games, uh, tie-in video games are done. Um, it could be the fact of, okay, so uh, Fu Panda comes out in, say, six to eight months. You have now six to eight months to make a video game or even that, or even six to eight months to a year to make a game. Now, in all fairness, that can be done, but you couldn't expect, you know, world-class, you know, revolutionary gaming. You would think, okay, what's the easiest, simplest forms? And in terms of Kung Fu Panda, okay, it's a fighting game. All right, that's fine. We can do fighting mechanics. We don't have to work so hard on the animations because, again, it's for kids. So we don't have to work hard on the animations. So we won't have to spend loads of money there. Um, we won't have to spend so much on the gameplay. We won't have to spend so much on the story because the story's already done. So it can be done, and it is. Been, it has been done many times, and some some are good, some are bad. But I grew up with movie tie-in games. I love movie movie tie-in movie tie games. So I figured everybody does game reviews, everybody does movie reviews, but you never really see any many people talk about movie tie-in video games. So I figured I'm going to be the one to spearhead it. You know, I'm going to give it a go. And today, uh, I figured I'm just going to jump in and have the one. I went to my brother's room because my brother has all my old Xbox 360 games as well as ones that he's had himself. And I went in 
And the first one that I found, first one I saw was Kung Fu Panda. And it really caught my eye because like obviously on the, on the front, you've got DreamWorks, Kung Fu Panda, you've got Poe doing a, a high kick, you've got Tigress, you've got Monkey, and you've got si uh, yeah, Shifu. So all really incredible. Turn it on the back. You've got Kung Fu Panda style and obviously different bit of cutscenes of the game, bits of information. So you've got Massey, your Kung Fu skills as Poe, Shifu and the Furies 5. Face dangerous foes on a legendary Kung Fu journey. Uh, team up with or battle against friends in multiplayer mode. I'm going to talk about the multiplayer. I managed to get around to playing it. It's actually not that bad, but I'll get into it. Um, and then you've got the brief synopsis where it's like embark on an epic action-packed adventure based on DreamWorks animation movie Kung Fu Panda. Then go beyond the movie as you experience Kung Fu awesomeness like never before on your quest to become the legendary Dragon Warrior. Um, this game was made by Luxoflux. I will get into a minute the games that Luxoflux have made. They haven't made many, but you might recognize a few of the games they've made. Um, part of Activision, obviously, we all know how Activision, yeah, they haven't always been great, um, <laughs> but that's a topic for another day, and obviously in works for DreamWorks. So the game took my eye, and it, it being the first game, I thought this is only going to be a short review, this is not going to be a very long one. Um, there are other movie tying games that I have from Disney, from Pixar, um, from other ones that I've been on eBay. I found loads for cheap that I'm going to look into doing. That if this is successful, if you like what I'm doing here, then I will look into getting more. And as well, I love playing on the Xbox 360. It's such nostalgia for me, as well as nostalgia going back to playing old um, movie tying games. I've I played when I was younger, or like Kung Fu Panda, wanted to play. I remember playing the demo, but never actually having the game. So going back and actually playing the game now that I wanted to play when I was younger and playing it on a console that I have tons of nostalgia for is extra nostalgia. And that's what we do here at Ner Nostalgic. We get nerdy, we get nostalgic, we have loads of fun, and we talk about it. I say we, it's me, and you listen. So, yeah, great. Um, but yeah, Kung Fu Panda. So, before I get into it, I want to talk about Luxoflux uh, before we get into it. So, Luxoflux. I have no idea why I decided to sing, this, <laughs> sing their uh, uh, company name. But... Right, so these are the games that look so flux made. Again, you might recognize a few. You might not recognize them. I know at least three of them. The others I have never played. So in no particular order. So you've got in 2003, they made True Crime Streets of LA. And in 2005, they made True Crime New York. Never played either of them. If you have, let me know. I think they were on the PlayStation, most likely on the PlayStation 2. Uh, but I never played them. Um, you've got Vigilante 8, Second Offensive from 1999. Vigilante 8, they had a, two versions of Vigilante 8, must be special editions, but that came in 1998 as well. Star Wars Demolition, never heard of it. Shrek 2, 2004. Side Quest, Shrek 2. Um, I played it. I loved it as a kid. I think I had it on the PlayStation 2. Um, bit of a side quest. I My memories of, of Shrek 2 was, um, I remember it was a sunny day. I'm in the car and we went to Asda. Don't know why we went to Asda, I can't really remember. But I was only little, like 2004. I was still a very young, young petite, young bean, young little pea. And my sister's in the car, my mum's sitting in the front, and my dad's ran in to get something in Asda. Um, hot day, I, I remember it specifically because it was a hot day and we were dying. And we had the windows down and it was it was yeah, swel sweltering. Um, my dad's gone for ages, or what feels like for ages. Anyway, he comes back. And what my dad used to do, 
whenever he used to surprise us, whether it be with a game or film or sweets or something like that, he would always hide it under his shirt or like in his coat or jacket pocket. Obviously, it's summer, so he's hid it, you know, up his shirt. Um, so he's come round, opened the boot, put stuff in the boot, and you can hear him rustling about, and obviously he's put something under his shirt. Again, it's hot day. I'm not really paying much attention. My dad's obviously shut the boot, come around the side, got in the driver's seat. Before he starts the car, he gets sweets out, like something from, so I think, fags for my mom, sweets for my sister. And then he, throw, he puts his game over. He goes, oh, here you go. Check this out. And, my, and in my art hands is Shrek's face. Because obviously, I've grown up. I grew up with Shrek. I was born in 98. So Shrek is very much part of my childhood. It's like a cornerstone of, of my being. Um, so to see Shrek's big, green, detailed face was a bit of a shock. Be like, oh, my God, look, it's Shrek. Um, and I remember going home, playing it, loving it, enjoyed it. It's not like granted looking back on it now, like I've seen gameplay on it now. It is a bit rough and it's not the best game. But like for what a kid's game, what it is. And again, a movie tying game. It's quite fun. You know, I always had great enjoyments of like you'd go through the different levels. And it was it would follow the story of Shrek 2, but it would blur the line. And I loved it when movie tying games did where they would follow the story but you know it'd be different some movie tie-in games would just follow the, the the film or the movie or tv show you know verbatim but i always used to enjoy it when you would get a movie tie-in game and it would follow the story of the film or whatever but it would go off and it would do its own thing or it'd be like oh this is what happened while they were traveling to say far far away you know, I like that. I like that. It, it, for me, as a young kid, it would be like, oh, I feel like I'm seeing something new. I feel like I'm the only one. I feel like I'm seeing something special. So I always loved it when they did that. But that's a little side story with um, me and Shrek 2. Uh, I don't. I no longer have it. I think I got rid of it when I got my, rid of my PlayStation 2. But I had many, many fun memories there. Anyway, back onto Lux of Flux and the games they've made. Um, so they made. Uh, they did Reve Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, the video game for 2009. Didn't play that one. I played the Transformers movie game, movie tie-in game for the first Transformers film. Um, I think I had that on the Xbox, but I never played Revenge of the Fallen, so I don't know if it's any good or not. Obviously, they made Kung Fu Panda 2008, and then they made Pitfall 3D Beyond the Jungle in 1998. Um, from looking at... Obviously, Wikipedia is never a great place to look, um, but I looked. I wanted to see if there was like... I think I explained this when I did my prototype um, episode. I talked about how EA and Activision are quite ruthless in like if a company doesn't do as well as they you know expect or hope, what they would do is put them in limp mode or supportive mode, where it's basically like, well, you're no longer going to make any original IP. We're going to make you help us with whatever leading sort of franchise we have. And in Activision's case, it's Call of Duty. And then Looks of Flux would probably go on to do Call of Duty. So that's what I wanted to see if that's what you know Looks of Flux are doing now. It turns out, um, in a bit of a shame, again, being somebody who went to university and learned about game design and learned about how the business works, this is this rings true. And obviously being in with the game knowledge as well and being in the industry and basically seeing how it all works and growing up with it. Again, this rings quite true as well. It's a shame, but, you know, these things happen. But um, in 2002, Activision announced it had purchased Lux of Flux, which at the time was working on True Crime Streets of LA. The studio delivered the game and its sequel, True Crime New York City, before working on licensed titles like Kung Fu Panda and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen and Shrek. 
And then on February the 11th, 2010, Activision announced it was time to shut down the studio as part as a widespread staff reduction that also included the, shutter, the shuttering of underground development. I have no idea what that is, but I'm guessing it's another um, company. Um, but it's a shame. It really is. Like whenever you see a company that starts off and it's a, it's a small team and they slowly grow and they make their own games and then they get acquired by a big studio and next thing you know, it's been like, yeah, we've been acquired by a big studio. It's our chance to, we've now got funding. We can now make whatever we want. And that funding is like, no, 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 no. We have gotten the like the movie right, movie game license rights to Shrek. You're going to make Shrek 2. Okay, we'll make Shrek 2. That'll help us, which prove us we can do what we can do. And, you know, we have the more money and funding. It's great. We can hire more people. After that, we can make our own IP. It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to make Kung Fu Panda. Okay, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll do Comfort Panda. Yeah, you know, more money, more funding. Yeah, okay. And then after that, we can make our own IP. No, you're doing Transformers too. <sighs> yeah, fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. What? Okay, fine. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and now can we make our own IP? Uh, we're shutting you down. I laugh, and it's mean to laugh, because these are, these are jobs. At the end of the day, these are huge, real people, real creatives, people who generally enjoyed what they're doing. Like Game design is a hard business to get into. So when you get into it, and then to be let, and to basically be able to start your own company and, and make whatever you want, and then get bought out by a huge company, to eventually the huge company being like, you're going to do what we, you know, what we tell you to do, you can't do your own thing, is a bit of a letdown. And then I, I think I would rather be let go then be made for the rest of my life to be made Call of Duty. You know what I mean? I would rather be let go and go off and join another studio or start my own company than stay and make COD, you know, in all fairness. Um, so I think even though we joke and it is a shame that they, they you know, the, the team got disbanded and the company shut down, I think it's not so bad in, in terms of, you know, at least they did, they're not stuck on playing, you know, making Call of Duty for the rest of their lives. Um, but that, that's looks of flux. You know, I've played a few of their games. I've, I've played Kung Fu Panda. I played Shrek 2. I enjoyed them. Didn't play The Streets of LA, so I don't know if they're any good or not. But if you played them, you know, let me know on Twitter uh, if you liked them. Um, but let's get on to Kung Fu Panda now, shall we? Let's let's get on to the actual short review. Like The reason why I, I took taken so long in the introduction and talking about looks of flux and so on and so forth is because this is only going to be a short review. This is not going to be one I'm going to spend hours and hours talking about. It's it's literally going to be a short, under hopefully 30-minute sort of review uh, in total with me actually talking about the game itself within 5 to 10, maybe, depending on how long it takes me, how much I waffle. I'll try to keep it concise as much as possible. Um, but let's get on to Kung Fu Panda. Let's get, let's get into the movie tie-in game, shall we? Okay, let's go. Right, so to start off, the story. Well, there's not much to say about the story. It, it follows mostly in tandem, almost identically, really, with the film. You know, instead of going through the lot of the expose and trying to build character, it just takes you some of the most important bits of the film. So you've got the bit where um, Poe finds out he's a dragon warrior. And then you've got the bit where uh, uh, Tai Lung... Um, escapes from prison so you've got to get the furious five go track him down then you've got poe training with shifu you've got that scene and you got shifu battling um tai lung and then once shifu gets this defeated then poe comes in you have a big fight at the end game ends honestly the story is very cut and dry there's not much to say about it like i said if you've seen the film 
you played you played the game basically, um, which was to be expected. Which you know I wasn't going to be like, oh my god, they've tried something new. I'm like, I get it, it's a kids game. You know, I'm, I don't expect to be blown away. Um, I let my little brother play it first. So I thought, in all fairness, let him play it. He's you know the audience for it. Um, get get his views on it. So I left him to play while I was upstairs doing something else. I come back downstairs, and in, in within two. Two hours, two, three hours, I'd say two and a half hours to be safe. Um, he'd finished it from start to finish, it, it was done. I was like, You're done? He was like, Yeah, I don't know. And I was like, What do you think? It was like, It was good. I was like, Well, for the, for the amount of time that you played and what you experienced in story and gameplay, because um, he, he, because how can I explain it? For his birthday, he asked for old games because, again, Xbox One and uh, PlayStation. Obviously, we're still waiting for new games, and they're really expensive. And he like still likes to play his Xbox 360 because he's got most of his games on there. Um, so, you know, for his birthday, he went out and you know we got some games for him. And I said to him, I went, for the money that that was paid for this game, would you buy it again for how knowing now how long the game is? And he went, yeah. I said I enjoyed the gameplay. The story was, you know, it was just like the film, but it was fun. Um, so, you know, he finished it within sort of two and a half hours. Again, when I played it, again, I had finished it in, in the same amount of time. Um, I think I finished it a lot quicker and not because um, I am a better gamer than him. Um, it's because of a, a cheese sort of cheat that I found. Um, and I'll get into that when I get into the gameplay. Um, but in terms of the story, you know, like it's not a very long story. Like, again, it's not going to take you very long to complete it. Um, it's not even great in terms of achievements either. Like I'm, I am an achievement whore. I love achievements in video in on the Xbox, and so I like playing old games because, especially old movie tying games, literally all you have to do is just in some games just press the start button and you get like five to ten G. Uh, when I first played my first ever game, I played on my 360 was the Simpsons movie game, and you got a for pressing the start button. I think you got five or ten gamer score just for pressing start. You know, so some of these games are quite simple. Some of them are, you know, will give, will not, will not hand. They don't hand them out like candy. Some do, some don't. Um, but you know, the story's all right, and there are some parts of the story where they'll take you out, and they'll be like, okay, so hit, we'll follow on the main story of the game, and but we'll show you extended scenes. We'll we'll show you extended gameplay, as I should call it, really. Of just like this is so this is what happened during the training with Shifu. We only saw a bit of it in the movie. Here's the extended of what actually happened while they were training, and they tried to extend the length of the game by adding in new enemies, adding in sort of like the I think it's called the uh, bull, Buffalo Clan or something like that. basically pigs and buffaloes, warthogs, stuff like that. Um, you know, they're like a, a clan of bandits, and you've got to take them out and sort of protect the village, and that's how you learn as Poe to fight. And you you meet like these uh these, these like cat witches, um, pardon me, trapped wind. Sorry about that. Uh, you you meet some of these like cat witches that like teleport and they get in behind you, and you've got to fight them. Um, so they they do change things in terms of the story, but overall it's very cut and dry. You know, you can get it done within you know if you're really really good and if you follow the the trick that i'm going to tell you in a minute for the gameplay you can get it done very quickly um as for gameplay as i said it was simple but fun not very challenging that was until you know i i i learned a new skill basically part of this game is that you 
once you kill enemies or you break boxes, you get coins. And with these coins, you can then spend them on upgrades, whether you can be upgrades for health, upgrades on defense or block, or uh, upgrades on how powerful your punches are. So when you punch somebody, the more damage you do. Not that you really need it. As I said, this game is relatively easy. Even if you play it on like, the harder difficulty, it's still very, very easy. Um, but one of the things that I found is that Poe can do these special moves. So you got one where it's called a belly bash, where he pushes his belly out and he bumps them and they like pinball off the map, which is quite fun. And he does one where he can do this like really powerful um, heavy attack with his fist and kind of like a, a like a, a one inch punch sort of thing with the palm. I'm not sure what the technical term and what it's called, but like he does this thing with his palm and he kind of pushes them away. Or well, my favorite, and the, if 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 you if after this review. If I've convinced you enough to go fight, go and play Kung Fu Panda, one of the biggest tricks I can recommend you do is go onto the upgrade tree, go for the belly flop, and upgrade the hell, upgrade the, the belly flop to as much as you can. And then every single enemy, whether it be a small sort of nonsense, like tiny little NPC enemy that's like cannon fodder, just like what they throw at you, to the really big enemies, or even to the boss battles. <laughs> I have to laugh because when I figured this out, I was like, oh, I've just broke the game. Um, is the fact of if you fully upgrade this belly flop, if you just because once you get into the animation, no matter how much enemies are hitting you, that animation won't be stopped. So you jump in the air, you turn, you flip up and you do a belly flop off the ground and it causes a huge um, damage effect around you. But if you fully upgrade it, it will kill everything in one hit. You go, boom, dead. Big enemies, ba-dum, 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 two, three times, dead. Last enemy, when you're facing against Shaolong, um, I, to test that theory, was like, I wonder. So it's a three-stage battle. So each stage you do, you know, you take a bit of his health off, then the game will go on, and then he will gain a bit more health, and we do the second stage, and then go off, and he'll come back on the last stage and have a little bit more health. So I didn't punch him. I didn't hit him. I didn't follow the game mechanics at all. What you should be doing is like taking all your moves that you've learned and use all the different sort of combos to beat him. I didn't. I just belly flopped and it took so much of his health down and we were going through the stages and I showed my little brother. I was like, look, look at this. Um, so he watched me in the, on the last battle and what I did. And he was like, but you're not meant to do that. I was like, I know, but I can, you know, so it's a kid's game, you know what I mean? You, you've got to find enjoyment out of the... Not that I wasn't enjoying it, but you've got to find a way to kind of get as much enjoyment as possible. You've got to cheese it, you know? Um, so once I found that I could fully upgrade my belly flop, it became so easy that I, I swear like a baby could play it on its hardest difficulty. If you taught that baby to press A, and then once you yeah, pressed A to press, I think it was either X or B, then that baby could play that game quite proficiently and complete it. I'm not joking. It's that powerful. It's that simple to do. And like I said, once you get hit, the animation is not interrupted at all. You jump in the air, do the animation, and do the damage. That you can just play this whole game doing that. Yes, it's it's not as fun, and it can be a bit boring, and kind of breaks the whole sort of point of the quote-unquote kung fu, being a master, learning how to play kung fu in the game. But, you know, it's there. You know, it's... The whole point of me as as the reviewer, as somebody playing it now in the future and looking back on it, I have to sort of say like it did it it was there. You allowed me to do it. I know it's a kids game. I'm going to use it. Simple as that. Um, 
so that's the get so that's a story that's a gameplay it's fun it's cheesy i broke it but i had fun you know um it's a simple quick and easy game but you know i enjoyed it so that's the main sort of gameplay that's what you'd play if you played it yourself um if you had friends or if you had uh, brothers or sisters or cousins that came around to play there is a multiplayer section um i did get a chance to play it with my brother um it's basically smash bros that's the, the the simple sort of premise of it. It's basically Super Smash Bros. Um, or they call it brawling. Uh, you get in a stage with different multi-different tiers of levels. Um, you know, you get high, the higher ground, the low ground, a bit of Star Wars there. Um, and you jump from different platforms to kind of dodge other characters. We only played two one-on-one, uh, -on -one, um, but you can have as much as four. So it, I guess it could get a, a, quite a bit hectic. But I played the multiplayer. It's not bad. Look, it's a simple version of Smash Bros. Um, I'm not very good at Smash Bros type of games. Uh, my brother, because he butter mashes, he beat the crap out of me many times. I will admit that. He destroyed me. But again, like I said, I'm not very good at Smash Bros. So it is what it is. Um, we played a few other sort of mini games. They've got a uh, match the cards game. They call it, I think they call it Hong Kong. That's what it's called in the game. And it's basically you have these different tiles and you've got to sort of match. You have to get like three in a row. And the, the person, and the, it goes on different levels. As it goes different levels, it gets harder and harder. So you'll have some of the tiles will then immediately, as you go to swip, so swip them over to connect free, um, they will change suit so it won't work. So then you've got to sort of find others and you're against the clock. And whoever can go with the highest levels wins. I wanted that one because I've got a faster response than my brother. He was just sitting there spamming the A button, just swapping every single one that he could. Uh, he still managed to keep up with me again because it's not hard. It's just, you know, it's simplified. So you can just button mash and you can win quite easily. Um, but the multiplayer was fun. I enjoyed it for what it was. Again, if I imagine if I was younger and we had two extra people to play with us, the Smash Bros would be quite fun. There was a survival mode. I think there was a, a horde mode as well, where you just get waves and waves of, of enemies upon you. Um, they're all they're all simple versions of what you've seen done better and more advanced in other games. But that being said, they're still quite fun for what they are. And like Luxo Flux didn't really need to put them in the game. By all means, they could have put the campaign in, and that's it. Because again, that's what a lot of um, movie tying games do. They just put in the campaign, and that's it. But again, this is around 2008. This is around the time and the age where every game had to have multiplayer. Um, if you look back at any the old 360 days, um, there was a time, there was there was a year when nothing had multiplayer. And then the year after that, everything onwards had to have multiplayer. No matter what it was, no matter what type of game it was, whether it be for kids um, or it be um, for adults, no matter what it was, every game had to have a multiplayer I don't know why it was just the thing, you know. So this game had multiplayer. Didn't need it. Has it? It's not bad actually. It's quite fun. It's quite enjoyable. And I would imagine if you played for the campaign and it only took you, say, if you're a youngun, um, it took you say like three hours to complete it, right? That's still, you know, it's not that great. But at least you have so a bit more substance. You know, you'd be like, oh well, my friend has Kung Fu Panda. We can play Kung Fu Panda together, um, and we can play the multiplayer together. Or I can play with my sister, or I can play with my brother, my cousins, and we can get a bit more fun out of it, you know. So it's not great, but for what it is, and they didn't need to add it in, but they did. You know, it extends the package, but let's just, let's call it what it is. This game is still a very short game, and for the money that they probably charged for it at the time, I'd probably be a bit disappointed, you know. Um, but it is what it is. It's a kids' game. But overall, my thoughts were, it was good, you know. It was simple, yes. 
for what it is and what it does. Um, how I completed it, you know, kind of broke it. I guess if I played it properly, might have got I had a bit more fun out of it, maybe. Uh, but I had a lot of fun just by belly flopping everybody. You know, that to me, that was funny. Just knowing that I could do that and the game allowed me to do that. I got fun out of it that way. Um, the Kung Fu was great. You know, the, the whole sort of the storyline behind it and you learn it going as Poe where you just slap people at first and then as each level, you know, actually level come, eh, as each level, level comes and you play it as Poe, you can tell that he gets better and better at his Kung Fu to the point where you're facing the final boss, that he's a lot more proficient at it. You know, so you do see that change there, really. It's only a small change, but you do notice it. So it is fun. The Kung Fu's fun. The the action's fun. Um, but it's good. Overall, it's good. And for what it is, it's not bad. It's not the worst movie tie-in game I've ever played. It's not the best movie tie-in game I've ever played. But I enjoyed it. My little brother enjoyed it. We both had fun together. And that's enough, really. So overall rating, if I had to give it a rating, I would just give it good. Um, would I recommend going out and playing it on the 360? No, probably not. Unless you've got like younger siblings or children um, and you want to introduce them to gaming, then by all means, get them this. It's, it's more than likely a couple quid uh, on eBay, CEX, that sort of thing. Um, it shouldn't be a lot of money there. Um, but saying that, as an adult, no. But kids, yeah. You know, go for it. But overall, it's good. Um, yeah, it's fun. There's not much to say about it, really. It's Kung Fu Panda. What do you expect? Um, also, it's not voiced by Jack Black. It's oh, some of the characters. I like they did a. <laughs> none of the characters are voiced by the characters from the film, which is a shame. Um, but the guy that does who does the Jack Black uh, um, Poe voice, he's quite close. But yeah. You can tell they didn't put the budget. Activision like made them make the game, but it was like, yeah, we ain't going to give you no resources. Um, but it is what it is. But yeah, it's Kung Fu Panda. Again, like I said, what can you expect? So that's it. That's all I can say. So on to the end, shall we? And that's it. That's all she wrote. Uh, she wrote a lot, but that's all she wrote. <laughs> um that was Kung Fu Panda. Um, hope you all liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. This this new concept, this new idea, thing that I'm running with. Um, like I said, I've, there's many more to come. Um, there's many more that I've got. Like no spoilers, but I, you know, I spoke about. If you follow me on Twitter, I did speak about one that I'm going to talk about in the future, which was Alien Clone of Marines. I won't give anything away now. My thoughts and feelings on it. Um, but that's a movie. Well, was going to be a movie tying game, um, but because how bad the reception is the game got, um, they basically took it away, because it was meant to be canon, it was meant to be part of the overall story, um, but again because the game was such a flop, they basically retconned that and just removed it uh, but I still class it as, because it was potentially planned as a movie tie-in and because the game is, and the story is very much a movie tie-in, I'm going to class it as a movie tie-in um, but I've got many other games to come, um, again not all of them are Kung Fu Panda baby-ish um, some of them are you know, more adult-ish sort of games um and if you like it then i'll do more like i'm looking on ebay at the moment i've got a list of, of loads of movie tying games i know i can get for cheap uh and ones that i wanted to play myself when i was younger never got around to either getting or playing or i played the demos of and enjoyed um so yeah there's a lot to look forward to uh, i hope that you all like this series i hope you all like this episode um and yeah there's, there's more to come so again to keep you in today and to you know keep up to date with what i'm doing and whenever i do another one of these um follow me on twitter 
at nerdstalgic underscore pod. Uh, follow, you can find this podcast on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts. Um, if you're listening currently on Spotify, fan, thank you. That's fantastic. Um, but if you're listening to currently on Spotify, don't forget to give me a star rating um, from one to five. It's right under my name when you go to my page, my profile, wherever it's called on Spotify. Uh, you see a bunch of stars. Click on them and give me a five star if you feel like this is the best thing you've ever heard in your life. I'm, I I did Kung Fu Panda, the movie tying game, justice. Or uh, give me one star if you feel like I didn't do any justice and I've just dismerched the name Kung Fu Panda and I've ruined it and I've just rubbed it for the dirt. By all means, one to five, from good to bad, whatever you feel like I've, I've earned and deserved, by all means, Give me that rating. You don't have to, but it's there if you want, and it helps me out immensely. Let's me know that I'm doing a good job. Uh, yes, I did click my fingers then. Um, but yeah, so that is all she wrote. That is the end of the ship. I'm at port now. And um, yeah, I hope you all had a fantastic day. Thank you for listening. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Nerdstalgic Podcast with me. So cheerio, guys. See you later.